Welcome to this episode of On the Air, a podcast for individuals interested in teaching and learning about the profession of occupational therapy. I'm Stephanie Lancaster, and this is the space for exchanging and informing as we talk about topics and ideas related to the field of OT. I am really excited to introduce this guest because I think her idea and what she has brought to to fruition is so innovative. Today, our guest is Tanya Peterson, who has been an occupational therapist for over a decade. Tanya began her career in acute care at Upstate Medical University. She eventually transitioned into pediatrics and then became a full-time faculty member in an occupational therapy assistant program. Eventually, Tanya branched out on her own to open the Tot Spot Play Center in upstate New York. And her most recent project aligns her passion for helping other OT entrepreneurs do the same thing. Tanya and her business partner are now launching Tactical Shift Healthcare Consulting as of fall 2020. Welcome, Tanya, and thank you so much for being on the air. I want to ask you, how did you find out about occupational therapy originally? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, my journey to occupational therapy um, started actually with physical therapy, which is kind of funny. So I used to bring my little brother when he tore his ACL. I brought him to physical therapy. And I thought it was really cool. I didn't know what OT was. Yeah. As many people don't. Yeah. Um, so I did a program in high school that um, paired you with an internship. Um, and the PT that I was paired with could only take me three, two out of the three days. So the third day they put me with an OT. Okay. Um, and that's how I learned about OT. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. But I'm the type of person that once I get my mindset on something. I stick with it. So I did first start out as a PT major and then eventually trans, trans, uh, transitioned over to occupational therapy. Okay. Never looked okay. back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. I guess it worked out really well that yeah. um, she couldn't take you all three days. It's nice to have diversity in your observations, especially yeah. when you're not fam- totally familiar with something. Yeah. So that, that was the first, that was the first time I had ever even been introduced to occupational therapy. So. Wow. Okay. Well, good. Well, I, you know, I hate that your brother was injured, but it's nice to <laughs> let you to this field. <laughs> he gets injured a lot. I had a lot of experience with him. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. Prepared well, me for my career, I think. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, um, talk a little bit about your time in OT school. I'm always interested to hear people reflect back on how their days as an OT student went? Um, Well, I I think as many OT students feel this way, I was definitely um, overwhelmed at times. Mm -hmm. Um, You get thrown a lot of information, especially in the last two years when you're in the, you know, the OT portion of your education. Yeah. And just so I would say, just keep going and everything that you learn and all the experience that you gain, even in socializing with your peers, who eventually become your colleagues. Right. Um, so just try to gain as much from that experience, positive and negative, and take it with you when you leave. Because sometimes, and I, I've worked in colleges, or I've worked in a college, so I know that a lot of times 
students get so focused on the work and the projects and the grades and, oh, I didn't get a 4.0 or I didn't get an A. Yes. And that's, that's not always what makes the best therapists. So try to take each experience and find the positivity in it and take that with you. That is really good advice. And, you know, I teach in an OT program and I say a lot about, it's not about the grade, but I totally get how that yeah. focus comes mm -hmm. about because, you know, you have to be a really good student to get into OT school. And then how do you, you know, get rid yeah. of that? You know, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yes, it is. It really is. But it's, it's all kind of part of the acculturation and the, mm -hmm. the transition into the world of OT. And we know, and all OTs know that it's not necessarily the student with the top scoring grades that, you know, makes the dynamic OT. Right. And sometimes right. it is, but that's not the thing that, that makes you be a dynamic, really effective OT. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we focus so much on, you know, the hard skills, the knowledge, the textbook stuff that we forget yeah. about the soft skills and the soft skills are what allow you to really connect with your clients. 100% so true. Yeah. Just being able to talk to them, have a conversation with them, allow them to feel heard, things like that. Active listening. Um, we, I think students, and I was guilty of this as well, but get so focused on, oh, I have to get the right question or the right answer on the exam, or I have to get an A on this project. And they, they forget about those little things that I think are what actually makes you a great practitioner. I fully agree. If you yeah. don't have those soft skills, it's mm -hmm. almost like the other skills don't matter. Right. Right. And those are, I think as an instructor too, from that side, those are, those are harder to teach. Yeah, than, oh, yes. the, than the, the book stuff. It's hard to teach empathy and active listening and compassion and all that kind of stuff. So it definitely is. It's not something that can come really from a lecture or memorizing definitions or, yeah. you know, it's funny you said that about empathy because, um, well, I just got my doctorate in education. Congratulations. That's awesome. Ago. Thank you. And yeah. my dissertation was on, um, increasing empathy in OT students through the use of a narrative account podcast. Sometimes that's the most therapeutic portion of your session with a client. It's just allowing them to be heard. I mean, yeah. do you remember, do you remember the practitioner that helped you gain five degrees of active range of motion? Or do you remember the practitioner who oh, you yeah. connected with? Yeah. Who empathized with your situation and who listened to you and treated you holistically instead of, you know, just a shoulder or just a CVA or just a TBI. Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of OT school. I do too. I yeah. do too. So when you were an OT student, did you think that you um, were going to go into pediatrics? I, I was kind of all over the place. So I okay. really loved neuro. I started out in neuro. Um, I really loved neuro. I loved working with clients who've had strokes. I loved working with TBIs and concussions. Um, but I really loved development and I really loved sensory processing. So eventually I kind of transitioned into pediatrics. And if anybody out there who's listening is thinking about going into pediatrics, neuro is a great base for any sort of sensory processing. And it's a great base for human development. And so um, if I could give a piece of advice to new grads, I would say get as much neuro as you can because it, it transitions to every context that you work in. It all comes back to the central nervous system. It all come back. It all comes back to the brain and motor. So, right. and cognition. Yeah. So, um, I actually vision. 
a somewhat of a similar career path that, you know, I've done really focused both in neuro and peds. And mm-hmm. um, I sometimes think it's also the opposite of that, that, um, that your developmental knowledge mm-hmm is really valuable in a neuro context. Oh, You know, you have those students who really, they don't like peds and they know they, well, they, at least they think they know they really don't go to work with kids. And I mean, to them, I always say, never say never. You Mm -hmm. only job that's in a little town you have to live in for a while, or you may totally change your mind later, but Um, but also I say it's, you got to know that pediatric stuff because everybody was a kid before they were an adult and you need to know that aspect of that person. And also to see the recovery process after. Yes. Like stroke recovery, stroke recovery, and just repeating those developmental postures and positioning. Yes. 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 It's interesting. It's kind of a, you know, a, a, one way and the other, there's a reverse right, that's true yeah. about that. And, and I almost feel that everything or every turn I've taken in my career has led me to the next part of my journey. Yes. And isn't so that interesting? I went into neuro. I love neuro. I was hospital based. I transitioned into pediatrics and because of my pediatric experience, I got hired to teach in an occupational therapy assistant program. Um, as an adjunct, which eventually turned into a full-time position, which led me to starting my own business, which led me to consulting and coaching other therapists to do the okay. same thing. It's so very I feel like every, yeah, every, every milestone in my career has led me to the next one. So That is very serendipitous. It's nice that it turns out to be organized like that, even though you did not plan for it to be that No, way. I did not. I never saw myself teaching, ever. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. So... Um, well, that was another question I was going to ask you is because I think, you know, there's a few students in each class that I tend to think, oh, I think they would really like and they would be so good at at being an OT educator. But I don't know that a whole lot of people think of themselves that way. I definitely, I've never in a million years thought no, I would. That's exactly. And I feel like you almost have an identity crisis. Like, am I am I able to do this? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost um, yes. a case of, uh, what's the word I'm looking it's for? Imposter syndrome. Imposter right? syndrome. Yes. yes. It's almost a case of imposter syndrome, but I promise you, you know so much more than you realize, that especially is when you teach it. Cause if you don't understand it, you can't teach it. That so. is so true. And, and, you know, just like when you're an OT, you're not, you don't have to know everything about everything. No, I mean, there's some things that you, you know, are not going to be your niche or that you know enough about, but you Mm -hmm. don't know the entire thing about it. And some of it you can just look up and, you know, I I strongly believe like I'm always continuing to learn alongside students. And every year that I teach a course, I learn Mm -hmm. more about the conditions and the other things like that, that I might not have known before. Yeah. And I think that's where that clinical reasoning piece comes in. So much so, yes. So, and I can think of an example of that when I transitioned into pediatrics and I had um, a child with uh, SMA that I'd, I'd never treated SMA before, but I had treated ALS and MS and Guillain-Barre. Yes. So to make that connection there, and I think that's what's so brilliant about OTs is they can take those pieces and use that clinical judgment and come up with incredible treatment plans. So yeah, everything, you know, you can kind of lean back on it and pull it back out when you need it. And you don't even realize it's there. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes, for sure. We'll talk about the businesses that you've got going first, um, your pediatrics. And that actually is how you and I connected. I saw someone yes. um, that you have a play cafe. And I, I do. Just, I, just, I yeah. love that name. And I just think that's yes. like so much fun. So will you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So um, I own an indoor playground. It's combined with a small coffee shop. So we call it a play cafe. So parents come in and they can, you know, we have couches and they can sit while their, their children play and have a latte or a coffee. So we have baristas that make coffee um, and they're all trained on an espresso machine. It's a full, full coffee. It's small, but it's a full coffee bar. Um, and then I have the play space set up by developmental play level. So we start off at six months and we cater all the way up to six years. So we go all the way from sensory motor play all the way up through imaginative imaginative and pretend play. So, and I, when I was um, looking in my community for a business, for business ideas, I knew what I wanted to do, but I, whenever you start your own business, you really have to kind of find a gap in the market. And I realized looking around my community, there's nothing for children that are younger than school age to really do. So as I did the SWOT analysis, which is um, how you figure out what's missing in your market yes. and came up with a gap. And there's also nothing for parents. Like you can go to places that are, um, I don't know if you're familiar with places like Billy Bees or some Chuck E. Cheese or something like oh, that, yes. where yeah. it's like sensory overload for the parent and there's not really a lot for the parent to do. So I'm like, well, I want to create a place where parents can connect and children can be involved in purposeful play that's appropriate to their developmental play stage. So that's kind of how that came together. And then we offer, well, before COVID, we haven't started offering our classes yet, but we were offering art and music. And um, I had a yoga instructor come and do prenatal yoga with moms and mommy and me classes. So I definitely infused OT into every aspect of it. But um, I don't bill for traditional OT, so. Okay, very interesting, because I, I do, uh, I'm always curious about how people fund things or, or charge for things. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we are cash-based, um, and actually right now we're pretty much all online, so they can reserve their play spot, and then they do it all through our software, and then they come in and play. So I can look at my calendar and know exactly how many kids are coming in and what time they're coming in. Okay. Um, so before it was open, we kind of let people come in and uh-huh. we didn't really have to worry about capacity. Um, but because we're at reduced capacity right now, we have everything done online through reservations. Okay. So we've kind of had to pivot. We've pivoted our business model a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's as everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> we adapt as OTs. That's one yes. of our specialties, isn't it? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really innovative. I love that. And it sounds like so much fun. I'd like to it's sign so up much fun. The slot at the play cafe myself. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a bet, blast. I bet. And then uh, speaking, speaking of pivoting. So then once COVID hit, I did have to, I did have to physically close back in March. We're, we're yeah. reopened now, but at that time, like I'm a, I need to work. I need to do something. I'm just that type of person. So then I started a um, consulting business with my original mentor who's in Oregon. I'm in New York. So okay. we connected and we started a consulting company and we focus on helping other therapists as well as other healthcare practitioners. So nurses, doctors, um, 
farm, we have pharmacists and we help them start businesses, level up into management or alternate their careers. So we're uh, about to launch our membership program. So, wow. Yeah, that is very cool. So that's something that are, are you thinking that that would be for students or new grads or more experienced OTs or, or well, uh, when I was speaking with Joni, um, who's my partner, we did talk about the need for a niche for new grads who really want to, they're not really sure what they want to do. And um, Joni's specialty is resume writing and interview training and management type stuff. So she really wanted to hone in on that specific niche because as new grads, you kind of are floundering and it's such a weird time to be a new grad right now. It really is. So yeah, yeah we definitely have a spot for new grads and I think that's we have a lot great. of stuff that would benefit them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, I think the other thing about new grads that come in is, you know, sometimes they have great ideas, not that yeah you know, more experienced people don't, but they, sometimes they've got these ideas that it's like, they don't know enough to be too afraid. Yes. You know, it's kind of like how you can't really get good at something like gymnastics mm -hmm. unless you start young and then yeah. you just do it, you know, it's because, yeah, because you never know better. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a little bit the same that they, they mm -hmm. have these exciting ideas and they don't think, oh, this will never work because I knew that other person that failed or you know, I've yeah. got too much on the line or, you know, I don't want, I don't want to try and not achieve it. They're just gung ho and, re and yeah. so maybe they're primely positioned for yeah. something like that. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to a couple of new grads and the, the ideas that they have are amazing. I have this um, one gal that I spoke to who wanted to focus on, she wasn't a graduate yet. She was still in OT school, but she wanted to focus on the incarcerated population and connecting them with, um, resources in their community so they could reintegrate because she saw a huge gap in the market for that and mm -hmm. i'm like that is so creative that is so creative yeah, and what a great thing work. for an ot to do yeah so. yeah that's a very fascinating um not offshoot but um, branch of ot yeah. that's going on yeah. um very interesting well how how would somebody connect if with if they want to get into that or connect and see what services you offer. What we do. We, um, I'm very, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Okay. So I can give you my LinkedIn profile. Our membership site is set to launch hopefully in September. We're aiming okay. for fall. We're getting all our content together right now. Um, we do have a waiting list. So if anybody's interested and we do a free newsletter every month, we talk all about business, business acumen, business skills, how to start your own business. And it, that's totally free. It's just, we like doing it. So you can definitely, if you're interested, get on the waiting list. And once we launch, we'll let everyone know and you can join. Very cool. Yes. Okay. So I will definitely um, put your social media handles and your yeah. LinkedIn in the show notes so people can know how to access that information and just keep a watch yeah. on it. As it and then we also have a Facebook profile for the Tot Spot and um, we're on Instagram for the Tot Spot, which is my play cafe. And we have a website for that as well. So very cool. Okay. Well, before we close, is there anything else that, that you want to share with listeners? Um, I think just, it took me a long time to be comfortable as an entrepreneur. And I do feel that, and I'm speaking as a student, as a teacher, and as a teacher, that um, OT school, we don't get a lot of business training. And I think that scares a lot of therapists off from doing their own thing. Yes. And I'm here to tell you, 
that we're that we're here for you as well the consulting point but don't let that be the reason that you don't go on your own don't let the fear of not thinking you know something because you can you can literally learn anything we have knowledge at our fingertips so i just want you to realize that as a new grad you still have something to offer and you have amazing ideas and you can definitely market and leverage what you know to create a career or a business that you absolutely love because i did it so i know it's possible and i'm that's not special great. anybody that, can do it <laughs> that's great advice. i think you know part of what we learn in ot school is to be resourceful and it's, it's kind of back to what i said earlier but you don't have to know everything about everything you sure no, don't. I don't and i mean clinically or otherwise and and but to know or have the confidence to connect with knowledge and others who can guide you that's yes. the secret sauce yes just find somebody who's a few steps ahead of you and let them lead the way yeah you have one little quote that i wrote down that i wanted to share with yeah. your listeners yeah. um, so i don't know if you're familiar with the um you are a badass series no. from jen sinichero Oh, no. she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. I highly recommend her books. So this is one that I pulled from her books. Um, and it goes, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Oh, and that's, that's Ben Sinichero. That so. is really good. And it, you know, I say, and I think this to myself a lot, people need to bloom where they're planted. And that really relates to that quote. <laughs> yeah, and, it does. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate it. And I will um, definitely keep in touch through social media and links. Absolutely. Thanks for connecting. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read the show notes or find out how to access any of the resources discussed on the podcast, you can visit the website at www.ontheair.us. I'd also like to ask you to share with others about the podcast to help us connect with even more people interested in teaching and learning about occupational therapy and OT-related topics. Thanks again, and I look forward to engaging on future episodes. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.